0: Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 456. I don't care what people think. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. My name is Michael R. I have three t-shirts and a sweatshirt that have librarian emblazoned across the front. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. And in today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I share my advice about being yourself no matter what people think. Well, happy Thursday, everyone. It's great to be back with another episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm really excited about today's topic because I have so many examples of where (laughs) I just didn't care what people thought. But first, let's get to today's fun fact. And this one is... Something that you'll see how it ties into the episode a little bit later, but today's fun fact is about the history of the purse. How did the handbag, clutch, pocketbook, whatever you call it, come to be? Well, in the 17th and 18th centuries, women's clothing was so voluminous that one or two bags or pockets could easily be hidden underneath the skirt. Such pockets were usually worn in pairs, one hanging from each hip, Which were subsequently called thigh pockets. And these thigh pockets remained in vogue for the better part of two centuries, but when the Roman city of Pompeii was discovered in the 18th century, all things ancient Greek and Roman became immensely popular. And this movement, called classicism, also had a profound impact on women's fashion. Dresses became straight and the waistline moved upwards. So underneath these delicate dresses, there was no room for thigh bags. Their contents moved into the reticule, which was the first true handbag carried on a cord or a chain. Reticules were handmade from all kinds of fabrics, often by the women who used them. And such bags were in fashion until the first decades of the 20th century, when the Industrial Revolution largely only changed the materials of which they were made. And maybe you can reach into your handbag for your phone to call in and participate in the Friday Forum. Sorry, a bit of a stretch there. Friday Forum is your opportunity to share what you've learned from your life experiences so that we can all learn from you. You can participate in the Friday Forum by calling our voice feedback line at 304-837-2278 or by visiting goldenspiralmedia.com feedback to type a message or send an audio file. Or just use our SpeakPipe widget. Now here's what I learned yesterday. Sometimes it can be difficult to turn off the feeling of being judged all the time. Whether you have a scrutinizing mother-in-law or a micromanaging boss, there are plenty of people in our lives who we feel are watching our every move. I can't tell you how many times my wife has told me a story about some drama that happened at work in which she used the phrase, and it made me look bad when I didn't agree. Now, it would be easy for me to say to her, no one is judging you for going against the grain, or who cares what she thinks anyway? And I often do say those things, but it's not that simple. Because the fact is, it's hard to rise above the opinions or indifference of others. As a teacher, though, I've had to harden my skin because there are few more nitpicky audiences than a room full of high school students. In fact, I can remember when I was in school... We would snicker quietly about the math teacher who kept getting chalk all over his pants or speculate on the marriage status or extracurricular activities of a particularly glamorous drama teacher. I mean, I've had students who were brazen enough to ask me if I was gay simply because I'm soft-spoken and enunciate my words. Students will make up stuff all over the place about their teachers, and over the years I've learned not to worry about it. And in fact, flat out ignore their opinions on personal matters. It's simply none of their business. Now, I wasn't always successful in my attempts to ignore student scrutiny. When I first started working in my current position in my 20s, I became known to the students as the guy who would sometimes randomly enter their classroom to help their teacher who was having trouble with their computer. No big deal. That's part of my job. So one day I was walking in the hallway past an open classroom and one of the young men called out in his best imitation of a cracking nerdy voice I fix computers causing his classmates to erupt with laughter and sure I can laugh about it now wasn't so great back then This same student repeated his performance the next day outside the cafeteria and I snapped Come with me, I told the student. We're going to the office. After repeating my command a couple of times while his friends giggled, he finally submitted and followed me to the front office. Now, I didn't actually take him to an administrator. I just basically reamed him out in the mailroom, telling him, yes, I did fix computers. And did he feel the need to taunt me with my job description again? He agreed to cool it, and I sent him back to the lunchroom. (laughs) Well, guess what? For the next few months, months, I was bombarded with the same sing-songy phrase, I fix computers, from other students who had heard the story of what had happened and who wanted to get a reaction out of me. I mean, it was stupid, right? But that didn't matter. I had shown that it bothered me to be basically called a nerd. And the kids were not going to let it be. I was a young teacher in my 20s and had not yet earned their respect or garnered any sort of intimidating presence of authority. I was an easy target. But the fact is, if I had just ignored that first guy, it probably would have gone away by itself in a day or two when his friends got tired of it. Instead, I drew attention to my discomfort, and his peers jumped on the taunt like sharks who smelled blood. That was a hard lesson to learn that day, But over the years, it has become easier and easier to ignore student scrutiny. But perhaps it's not quite as easy to shut out the opinions of your contemporaries. Remember the fun fact that I started the podcast with about the history of the purse? Well, have any of you guys out there been asked to hold your wife's purse in a department store or a diaper bag when your wife is carrying the baby? Has this phenomenon threatened your sense of manhood such that you feel judged by the men around you who you feel are looking at you with, at best, amused sympathy or, at worst, outright disdain? Now, obviously, this particular situation has lately taken on a more humorous image than true embarrassment, especially as gender roles these days are being looked at as outdated themselves in many cases. And here's a confession I have to share. I carry a bag. Some jokingly refer to it as a merce or a man bag, or they try to distance it from its purse cousin by calling it a satchel or messenger tote or whatever. But let's face it, it's a purse. And you know what? I don't care. I carry it proudly. I have a lot of stuff to carry. I've got my wallet, my phone, my Kindle, my charging cables, my various membership cards, chapstick, tissues, checkbook, you know... All the stuff that women carry in their purse. I mean, why should men have to sacrifice being able to easily access stuff they need when out and about? I got over the stigma long ago, and I doubt anyone around me even notices I'm carrying my bag anymore. And that's the thing. Do you go around noticing people who didn't shave that morning or are having a bad hair day or who have a pimple on their nose? No, of course you don't and no one is noticing your appearance in securities either. For spring break this year, we went to visit my brother-in-law in in Austin, and as we stood in the airport security line before our super early flight, my daughter noticed I was wearing one brown shoe and one black shoe. In my bleary-eyed stupor, I simply hadn't noticed when we left the house that morning in the dark, and since I only had otherwise packed sandals and the weather turned out to be unseasonably cool in Austin that week, I was stuck wearing the mismatched pair the whole time. (laughs) And except for the initial humor of the situation, no one cared, including me. In fact, I forgot about it almost immediately. So here's what I learned. Life is too short to care about what other people think. It's much more important to be yourself and be comfortable in your own skin ...than it is to conform to what others deem appropriate for you. Different people have different opinions. And if we're constantly worrying about how we come across to others... ...we'll never truly be expressing our authentic selves... ...and letting our personalities shine. Do you want to dye your hair pink? Go right ahead. And to heck with those biddies at church. Thinking of pulling out that homemade cosplay for your next fan convention... ...even though you're worried it might not be as nice as the costumes that were bought online... You totally should let your amateur flag fly proud people are not judging you in fact they will appreciate your efforts once we accept that we are who we are and that people just need to take each other at face value it becomes a lot easier to respect each other's opinions appreciate each other's differences and hold to the lesson from matthew chapter 7 verse 1 judge not lest ye be judged i'm michael r and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Media, And join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Yesterday. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be grateful if you'd leave a review in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes.